as the days get shorter and the season of Advent approaches, the church wants us to focus on the ultimate or final things. We are to shift our focus from what is immediately before us, our daily duties and obligations, and really to look at the big picture. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and telling them to be prepared for eternal life. And Jesus offers this image of a a marriage or a wedding. There's this bridegroom and ten virgins or bridesmaids. This image may be somewhat confusing to us, but it would have made sense to those in Jesus' time. There was two different stages of a marriage. The first stage was the exchange of wedding vows. And when the couple did this, they were considered married. But they still didn't live together. The husband would go to the home and prepare everything for his bride. And then the second stage of the marriage would be when the husband would go and go and meet the wife, and they would go into their new home. But right before this, the bridegroom, this husband, would send out groomsmen to go out, go out and make this message. The, the bridegroom is coming. And so there would be these bridesmaids that would have to receive this message. The bridesmaids needed to be prepared because the, grooms, the bridegroom could arrive within hours, It could be within a few days or even up to a week. And so what is interesting or even kind of astonishing about this image Jesus is providing for us is he's telling us the bridegroom is coming. Are we prepared? And as we know as Christians, this bridegroom is Jesus. He could come to us at the moment of our death or even in his second coming. We hear that there's these wise but also foolish bridesmaids. And the only difference between the two is whether or not they had enough oil to go out and meet the husband, the bridegroom. What is this oil? What is this preparation that the bridesmaids are supposed to be doing? We see that ten of the bridesmaids, all ten of them, got drowsy and fell asleep. And all of them still had that good intention of being awake for that bridegroom. So what does this oil represent? As we know, oil is an essential element for a lamp in order to allow a flame to burn brightly. Oil comes from the offering of olives or crushed olives. And so this oil is the offering of one's heart to God. It's the offering of love. That's what this oil represents. And so the more one loves God, the one more one offers their life to God, the more oil one produces. The interesting thing with us, though, is we should consider, why doesn't the wise bridesmaids share with the foolish ones? Wouldn't that be a Christian thing to do, to be generous? Why can't they share this excess oil with the, the foolish ones? And the answer is simply this. We can't borrow someone else's heart. And we can't borrow someone else's love. Each and every person, each and every bridesmaid, is called to love Jesus personally. And no one can do that for us. And so as friends of Jesus here today, 
as followers of Christ, we may simply wonder, how can I receive this oil more fully in my life? How am I to prepare for this coming bridegroom? I think St. Paul said it best this last week. He said, let love be sincere. Sincere means to be honest, to be truthful from the heart. When we're, when we're sincere with Jesus, we speak to him heart to heart. Do we have that daily prayer where we can speak to Jesus heart to heart? Do we do that with him? Another way to understand sincere, though, is some people translate sincere as without wax. In ancient Spain, during the Renaissance era, there would be an artist who would work on an object or a sculpture, and sometimes he would make a mistake. And so he would look at the crack or the blemish, the crack, and he would fill that crack with wax. However, when the sun would shine on that sculpture, the wax would start to melt and expose the fault. That sculpture would be known as insincere or with wax. A sculpture, though, that was sincere was without wax. It wasn't afraid to reveal its blemishes and cracks. Over in Japan, there's actually an art of restoring pottery where they fill the cracks with gold. And people didn't see these cracks, these blemishes, as something to be disgusted about. They actually saw it as something beautiful. So we'd see these gold lines within this object or pottery. And so what the friends of Jesus are to do to prepare and receive this oil necessary for Jesus' coming is to go to God without wax. It's to be sincere with him. Have that honest prayer. Come to Mass as you are doing. Go to reconciliation. Because when we bring these faults, these weaknesses, our sins to Jesus, he can fill us with these gold lines. He can offer us this new life. He'll nourish us with his mercy and love. So may we ask Jesus, is there a place on my heart that I want to go to him without wax today.